Hey everyone, this is another Patreon preview. Uh, we're interrupting our cybernetics and labor series for an important interview with some worker organizers with the Union of Southern Service Workers. If you'd like the full thing, become a patron at patreon.com slash workstoppage. It's how we get any funding for this show as an entirely listener-supported show, and we really appreciate it if you do that. Otherwise, here's a little clip from it, and we hope you enjoy it. Solidarity. Uh, yes, like I said, you know, it is very ridiculous that this is even a demand. Um, it's, it sometimes feels like employers really think that our life revolves around just our job. Mm-hmm. And it's not like that. Like you said, especially for somebody who has kids like me, it really sucks when your employers want to tell you to come in early or can you stay a little bit extra or you know anything of that sort it really you know it really messes you up especially when other people we've had complain like you mentioned they don't get their schedule until the very last minute you can't make your plans around anything you can't go out in your life you cannot be on standby for your job And the way that we go about it is that we negotiate with employers and we hear what an individual has going on and we try to negotiate with the employer alongside the schedule so everybody is happy. What we really strive for is to have a pleasant workspace. Yeah, it's wild that that's a demand that needs to be made because, I mean, obviously they would, it's clear that the employers just like, you know, leaving people on the whims of whatever they have decided, you know, giving people last minute schedules or clopening shifts for people who then suddenly don't have the energy in the next day and get reprimanded, all sorts of nonsense like that. Uh, and I absolutely, absolutely, that is incredibly important. But, uh, one of the other things that is really like important is, I mean, besides like service workers being at the whims of, you know, the managers, there's also the customers and workers, especially non-men experience like sexual harassment and gender discrimination very often on the jobs and places like, you know, especially bigger places might have something called like workplace hotlines or whatever, which rarely ever are effective at addressing issues. Uh, not to mention sometimes actually are complicit in push in punishing workers for even bringing these issues forward. Um, it was mentioned that, uh, Diana, that you had had some experience with some of these issues and ended up filing a complaint with the EEOC in regards to some of the stuff happening in your workplace to whatever extent you feel comfortable. So I don't want to pressure you into like telling a story you don't want to, but like, what could you explain to us a little bit about like what workers in the, um, these service work jobs kind of face in regards to this sort of harassment and, and, uh, and prejudices, um, and and just like how how the union is helping workers address these issues. Uh, yes, unfortunately, you know, I'm talking here from experience. I did face sexual harassment in the workplace where I was getting very inappropriate comments from both my co-workers, even my higher-ups. It really made me feel unsafe. They would like, you know, would really make me feel uncomfortable they would get in touch with the customers and you know just pretty much belittle me and bully me and just 
made me feel powerless and vulnerable, especially when they were making sexual comments towards me when I never did anything to portray myself that way. Um, I did have to file an EEOC complaint just because I tried to solve these issues by talking to management, by talking to my coworkers. Nothing ever stopped. I feel like it made it worse. I became a joke. They started to put my life at risk, essentially, because now I'm getting comments from customers making it seem like I'm soliciting at work, which is ridiculous. And I'm just, and what made it worse is that I was working night shift alone at the store. So they didn't realize how such ridiculous rumors or how them trying to pretty much belittle me really essentially could have potentially put my life at risk. It really could have. Just because of the rude comments, sometimes I feel like people would wait for me outside of work. It was it was very hectic. And by me having to file an EOC complaint, I feel like it gave me back a little bit of power, a little bit more reassurance in myself by having a group of people defending me and letting me know we cannot tolerate this happening to you. Yeah, that's absolutely horrible. And I mean, thank you for sharing the story with us. And I'm guessing like these sorts of things, and I actually, I know I've worked service work plenty that this is pretty common, but have you, uh, I'm guessing that there are other experiences that you've seen in organizing when this shows that this is not an uncommon thing to happen to people. Oh, definitely not. Um, since I've mostly worked in the gas station industry, it is a heavily male-dominated industry. And I did face a lot of sexism, you know, and gender discrimination. I feel like I missed out on a lot of opportunities, not because I was not qualified or not capable of running duties such as management or even assistant management. I feel like even though I was putting in the work, I was never going to get the recognition of the title or the work pay just simply because I was a female. Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, I'm, Unfortunately, I, I don't mean to say I'm not surprised in that in like a condescending anyway, but in that like these industries are incredibly exploitative. That is just a fact that these that the it is not uncommon for these jobs to to be this way. And um and I'm really glad that the union is helping you know give you a little bit of recourse to actually uh, fight back in in some ways. And hopefully, also collectively organized to uh, to build a, a stronger workplace. Uh, yes, I, I definitely feel like it has gave me my voice back and my reassurance when returning back to work um, by not feeling like I will deal with this issue again. And me being here on this podcast with you guys is me trying to encourage other people by speaking out. No one should go to work and feel threatened. No one should go to work and feel belittled or feel unsure or just be miserable. Life's already hard as it is. Let's not have the workplace where we're just trying to make our money so we can survive, have a life, raise our children, 
it should be at least the last place it should be difficult to go to. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Amen to that. And thank you so much, you know, not just for coming on the show, but also for sharing your story because like, I think not only is it, uh, you know, important for people to hear that their situation isn't unique, that these sorts of things happen and unfortunately happen a lot. And critically that there are not just individuals who are brave enough to stand up like yourself against this, but that there are organizations of people who have gone through this same thing and have fought back against it and are willing to stand alongside other workers who are going through the same thing and fight for them. Because it, I mean, you know, the, these situations that you're talking about having to go through those alone is so like, that's so hard. That's so difficult. That can seem like completely insurmountable, but knowing that, you know, there are organizations like the USSW that people going through these situations can reach out to not just, you know, to have somebody to lend a a friendly ear, but to help them fight back. And so I think that, you know, that, that alone is an incredibly important mission and that I'm really glad to hear that the USSW is taking up. Yeah. And also, I mean, when it comes to one of the things that unions do, they try to bring, you know, a little bit of democracy to the workplace, you know, how give the workers a real say in what goes on. I mean, like you're saying that you're trying to demand a seat at the table. But one of the other things that's really important is that within our unions, we have a say within our unions themselves. And so I especially here on our show, we love to talk about, you know, internal union democracy and and making sure that, you know, the union is also listening to the members. How is it that the uh, USSW is making sure to form what it is doing around the demands of the workers and around these issues that you are bringing forward? Do you uh, do you feel like there is kind of a, a democracy within the union as well that is hearing that these issues are really important and saying, yes, we're going to bring those forward. And, and what sort of uh, democracy are, are you witnessing there in the union? So within the union, uh, one of the things that we pride ourselves on is making sure that there's a collective conversation between the people who are already here and the people who um, are coming into the union listen to their stories and we get an idea of what they are trying to do as far as like the short term is concerned and as well as the long term. Um, And we help those individuals coming into our union uh, move as one body when they're going forth uh, against their employer or against their corporation or their boss. And that looks different for every person because every person has their own experience. So we really just, you know, try to do the best that we can with that. Uh, We try to keep it as fair as possible. Um, Everyone's ideas on the table. Uh, We agree on what are the best uh, courses of action when we schedule actions like street heat. We all work together to brainstorm ideas and events. We come to a unanimous decision uh, because we do uh, anything, everything together to listen to our peers uh, as much as possible. With the union!